Welcome back to Late Bloomers, the web series, the podcast. I'm Rashi. And I'm Pooja. And today we're continuing on with season three, episode four of Never Have I Ever with Never Have I Ever Made Someone Jealous. This episode was directed by Smriti Mudra, who had directed the last episode, and written by Lang Fisher, Mindy Kaling, and Akshara Sekar, who we know to be Mindy Kaling's assistant. In anticipation of what is coming in this episode, what is on your Golu? My Golu, because it's supposed to be a thematic story, will have Korean actor Gong Yeo, a peacock, and the IUD that fell out of my body last month. <laughs> <laughs> Mine will have um, a little Magambo, my dog, and a homemade mini Hassan Minaj since his special just came out. The King's Jester, bum, bum, bum. Yeah, check it out on Netflix. And a Cherry Blossom Metro card. So let's get to the episode. We open with Davy mourning the end of her relationship with Pax, and we flash back to him leaving her, a virgin who can't drive, to cry at the paintball place. She hits all the stages of grief. We see her rage. We see her wallow. We see her accept all while this quote-unquote seasons are changing as she's walking to her house. The final walk into the house, she's brushing some dead leaves off of a pumpkin, so we are to believe it is fall. I have a question. What the hell? Like, she wallowed all fucking summer. Nobody said, let's go to the beach each. Let's get away. Let's have a drink. Let's clink. Let's find Bud Light. Bad bitches like me are hard to come by. Nobody did this. And then my colonizer moment is right up top. Sorry, people. The year passing of her father went unacknowledged, it appears. I understand that would be hard to incorporate into the show, but that's a big deal for Hindus. It's a shroud. You do it at the year anniversary of the death of your loved one. And it's the closing out of their journey. So what the hell? Anyway, beyond that, she can now look at Paxton without bursting into tears. And as she sits down in the lounge, walking through to the classroom, Eleanor breaks the news that Paxton has a new girlfriend. Uh Uh-oh. So we're in the lounge in front of the vending machines where we usually are at school. And Fab and Eleanor tell Davy about this new girlfriend. Fab asks if Davy wants a hit off of her inhaler, <laughs> and she politely declines, and they tell her it is Phoebe Hayward, which Davy replies, handjob Hayward, that's the biggest skank in school, and then immediately has feminist guilt for saying this. Turns out that Phoebe is the captain of the gymnastics team. And I know that she recanted immediately, but Davy slut-shamed Phoebe. like. So now, does she go back and look at her interaction with Kira, Zoe, and Carly and think, oh, that's a natural reaction? Somebody asks about Anissa, how she's doing since breaking up with Ben, and Fab gets all weird again in front of everybody, but still, somehow, Eleanor and Baby don't pick up on this at all because they don't pay attention to their friend. <laughs> so Baby gets a text that she needs to go out and buy the good toilet paper, the kind that feels like a little quilt because her Fati is throwing a Naratri party. Eleanor asks what that is, and Fab describes it best. Nine knights commemorating the battle between demon Mahishasara and the goddess Durga. So from Wikipedia, yeah, she's right. (laughs) Unless you guys went in there and changed it. Yeah, just know Nav means nine, Ratri means knights, so it's a whole long nine night celebration. And this is my colonizer moment for like overall the writing staff. It's the third time in three seasons that someone not Indian has to explain something 
culturally relevant to Davy. And I know that happens, but I refuse to believe the woman Nalini is that we've seen her to be and the man Mohan is that we've seen him to be would have raised a white child with melanin who doesn't understand anything enough to give a basic Wikipedia answer when asked something about her culture. (laughs) (laughs) Here come Trent Paxton. McEnroe acknowledges that, you know, maybe they haven't seen each other often. It's kind of awkward. Trent addresses Davy's crazy Davy once again. Once again, months have passed. Months have passed. Crazy Davy. He says it's his 18th birthday, and as his girlfriend and best friend, Eleanor and Paxton are obligated to throw him a rager as his parents are not going to be home. They will be trying to win back the car they lost gambling at the Morongo Casino. Portrait. He tells Fab, bring your robot. He tells Paxton, bring your new girlfriend. Bring your old girlfriend. And everybody cringes. Davy says, look, I'm busy. I got religious reasons going on. Trent says, look, that's cool, but we ain't close enough for me to change the date of my party. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> So Paxton approaches Davy at her locker to say that he knows why she isn't attending and it's because of his new girlfriend because he doesn't know anything about Hinduism and doesn't care and he thinks that Davy's lying. So he basically calls her a liar when she said that she's been talking to men too and he was like, well, I just thought we could have an honest convo and I just think this is trashy shit and he's a trashy guy. Like he just wanted to see what the reaction was from her. He doesn't care if she's okay. Why does he care if she comes to the party? Does she need to see it? What the fuck? Yeah, like he's assuming she's brokenhearted because of him when he didn't appear to treat other women he ditched like this with this much care. So I guess I I don't know what to say about that. But again, it's his ego driving his reactions here. And I agree. Paxton is trash. Now we're at Casa de Vishwakumar. We are in Davy's bedroom and Davy's explaining that terrible locker conversation and that she wasn't lying to Eleanor and to Fab. And she said that she talked to like 10 guys today and Fab's like, was that when you cussed out the percussion section in orchestra for being off tempo? And apparently it was. So Fab and Eleanor are trying to convince her to come to Trent's party so she doesn't seem heartbroken and pathetic. I'm not really sure why she would seem heartbroken and pathetic, but if she had been bursting into tears every time she saw Paxton for the last six, seven months, like. That's your reputation now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The public crier. Yeah. So, Davy's trying to figure out how she's going to get out of this party when Nalini comes in and sees that she's not even ready. Nalini Fitchek, she's in a pale blue and gold sari. And she's the only one in the family who's not wearing red for some reason. She is wearing, it's not full length sleeves blouse. It's like a half sleeve, but it's just above her elbow. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. But being... Nalini and having actually quite nice arms that was a shame because she could have gone sleeveless and it would have been great yeah so she asks Davy to please take the butter to Patti because she has a bangle stuck on her wrist I feel like Nalini is kind of stressed here and I can't help but recall my mother hosting events growing up where she would be stressed it didn't matter what it was if anybody outside the immediate family was coming to spend more than two hours in the house all hell will break loose like the house had to be so freaking clean. I remember at one point in our old house that had wood paneling on the walls, I had to take a mop doused in pledge and polish the walls. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's a particular kind of cleaning that my sister and I named after my dad. And it's when somebody's coming over and you just take all of the stuff that's like on the couch or on the counter and just shove it somewhere else that it doesn't actually belong. Like, I don't know, the laundry room and then shut the door because, you know, guests aren't going to go in there. 
And then later you have to deal with the aftermath of figuring out where's the throw blanket from the couch. Oh yeah, it's in the laundry room. But yeah, that's how we handled that situation. I wish. I know what it feels like for your hand to be sore from taking a toothbrush to baseboards. Oh God. (laughs) That aside, we are now downstairs at the Golu. Davey is complimenting and naming the OGs on Patti's Golu. So there's a crystal dolphin, a mini homemade Sanjay Gupta, and her piece de resistance, a brown bag from Bloomingdale's with a full price receipt in it. Now, that is my for the culture moment because Indian people will brag that we paid full price about something to show that we got it like that or that we needed it so badly we didn't wait for the sale or we didn't haggle because otherwise, why are you paying full price for shit? So that was my for the culture moment here. And I don't know that we are the ones to speak as to what a Golu is. We are not not South Indian, and this is a South Indian tradition to have, to celebrate Navaratri. So um, we don't know much about what it is other than thematic telling a story on our God. So, yeah, and yeah. per Wikipedia, apparently Andhra people do this too, but it must be different Andhra people than my Andhra people. <laughs> <laughs> She's never heard of it. So Patti has a friend who is too competitive. She describes her as that gossipy cow, Smitha. She knows Smitha will brag about her granddaughter's wedding at Universal Studios. And she gets on to Kamala for being with Manish, nothing to brag about. And he's not Indian enough. He's not passing the quizzes. And he probably thinks a Golu is a GoPro for the toilet, which... You have to understand British slang to understand Lou is meant to be the bathroom. Yeah, there. it took me a while to catch that one. I was like, why is that funny? Let me dissect go Lou. Uh, okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Poppy okay. Savage, even though it's a religious event. <laughs> Over at Trent's Rager, Paxton tells Eleanor that mm-hmm. they have three kegs, but he asks Eleanor to check on Davy because they haven't been in touch very much. And, well, he thought she was a liar about Naratri, so I don't see why he cares about her feelings. Like, if he fucking cared about her feelings so much, why didn't he do a Haley-style apology? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Say, it was really rude how I treated you. And then, you know, if you don't want to get together again, say say that too. Like, I don't want to be with you, but I wanted to tell you this part that I'm sorry about. Like, this stupid ass is not sorry about anything. Anyhow... Eleanor lets Davy know. She texts her and tells her and says that, you know, Phoebe's here and she's not wearing very much clothes and takes a picture and sends it. And then Ben is being super condescending about pumping beer to a girl who, I don't know, maybe was very sick and hasn't been around for several years. And Fab asks him why he's such a jerk. And he goes off about, I don't know, what does he go off about? He's smarter than everybody else. Or efficiency or something like that. Yeah, he's like, well, just, you know. To tell it like it is. Mm -hmm. I'm a mansplainer. 48 loaves of power. (laughs) (laughs) So Fab is like, this is why Anissa dumped you. And he doesn't flinch or seem bothered by it at all. Like, no reaction from Ben. And this is the second and last mention of Anissa in the episode. So if you were hoping she was here, she will not be here. So what do Fab and Ben decide to do but have a nerd off via history drinking game so they ask for trent's freshman year textbook which he says is propping up the grow lamp in his bedroom and they're gonna go back and forth doing facts with each other i guess i i don't understand a couple things about this scene one here in texas you have to give those fucking textbooks back (laughs) like at the end of the year like schools can't afford to get a new one why does he still have his second of all 
Like, like who the fuck does Ben think he is? <laughs> like, did he apologize to the sick girl? Did he get her a beer? Like, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I hope Fabiola spanks him. We are back at the Golu. Smitha is going on and on about Universal Studios and said that even Optimus Prime gave his blessings. And we here at Late Bloomers, the web series, the podcast, are nothing if not thorough. And we dug up that blessing. Our fates were always intertwined. But now, our worlds are joined as one. How nice, how wonderful <laughs> Davy is playing the harp when she gets Eleanor's text. It's great to see her playing the harp without drama. Eleanor obviously sent that text about, look at what Paxton's new hoe is wearing. We cut back to Patti witnessing Kamala being shamed. I'm going to pronounce her name however I want this episode. <laughs> Kamala being shamed for her lack of engagement. And Patti, teeth bared, tells Smitha, you know what's a shame? How quickly your facelift relaxed. God, this woman goes to temple. This is a religious event at her house. <laughs> and she's like, don't come in here and mess with my family. Meanwhile, Raya the Maka goddess gets a call and Davy assumes phones are okay to use because she is an adult as well. And she gets in touch with Eleanor. Eleanor tells her, don't be stuck at home. You got to get here. Everybody's going to think you're mad. And, you know, Davy does what Davy does. She tries to get dressed and sneak out the house. Nalini catches her. Davy says her contact flew out on the roof, which is so believable. That lie is right there to reach and everybody would believe it. <laughs> Just like the bird hitting the window as to why the textbook flew yeah. out of there. And Nalini's like, no, you don't. You are going downstairs and your punishment is to watch the aunties chew. While all that is happening, Mr. K walks in and he touches Patti's feet and he's trying to be really... Um, deferential and Patti's like, what are you doing here? Cool at wiki feet. Meanwhile, her cult sees him. I mean, her clique sees him and they start questioning him. Raya's phone call turns out to be that her son got ditched and that leaves Nalini to go upstairs and say, you need to go get, um, you need to go to this party because my new friend's son is having a hard time. Please go be nerdy with him together. Davy, in a twist of fate, does not want to go to the party with somebody named Nerday. She'd rather stay here and pray with the aunties and watch them chew. But she gets a text from Eleanor saying, people overheard our call. They think we're descending into madness. And then we end with Mr. K defending Patti's five-tier, non-ostentatious Golu, granting him the reward of a single vada. (laughs) Okay, so that... Why does she call them cliques? Because it's a kitty party, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the correct term from Indian soap opera, as I know it, but whatever. <laughs> Let's go back to Trent's party. Nirdesh is running late, and he texts Davy that it's because he spilled Russum on his sweater vest. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this was a joke. I think maybe knowing him after, it seems like it could have been. We'll see. Davy sees Ben and Fabiola playing their quiz game show with their history book. Ben says he's had four beers and he's arguing that he should get a point for General Custard when Fab knows clearly it should be Custer. He's so pedantic. He's so pedantic that he honestly drunk him is so loosey-goosey with the rules. Like, really? Get a library card. <laughs> Let's get you a little library card. <laughs> Anissa's here in spirit. 
<laughs> Baby decides she's going to make Nerdesh be her pretend cousin for the evening and pass him off to Ben and Fab so she could get some FaceTime with Paxton, which I don't really know why you would want that. Like, what crazy scheme was she planning? Yeah, like Eleanor says, everybody there thinks you're already like nuts and descending into madness. So you want FaceTime with him? Oh, no, no. So in walks Nerdesh, played by Anurad Pisharoni. <laughs> and he walks in eyebrows first. And he's hot. For an Indian boy, he's hot. Well, I'm, for any boy, he's hot. But that? especially for an Indian boy <laughs> who spilled a rasam on a sweater vest. <laughs> yeah, he's hot. So Eleanor's jaw actually drops. Minded too. Davy is pleasantly surprised. And basically, you said he's the Indian version of Paxton, right? Yeah, face shape, eyebrows, curly hair from first season. Go back. Layer them like, I don't know if people still have... What are those clear things you put on top Transparency? of Transparency? Yeah, I don't know if people still have those, but if you laid them on top of each other, the only difference would be the wrinkles and the melanin. <laughs> Taking a break from the rager, we are back to the somber religious event at the Golu. Manish and Kamala are cleaning up from the dinner and the snacks, and he doesn't want to jinx it, but he thinks it's going well, so we can tell he's not a pessimist. Maybe an idealist like Patty was saying, because everybody else can read that room. He filled the Bloomies bags with dirty napkins, and that just raises the hackles of Patty because now the American dream will not be evidence. Smitha comes in. <laughs> Smitha comes oh in like all people of her ilk. Oh, do I hear drama? And as Manish turns around, she gets caught in that kinetic energy and dramatically spins into the Golu and breaks it. Now, instead of five tears, it's zero tears. And Kamala tells him it's best to go. Now, okay, before we, we go back to Trans Party, I have a question for you. Do you remember when Patti had the maca attack? Yes. And all of a sudden, she got her wrist rubbed and she smelled something. She had the calming elixir and she's okay? Yeah. Now, and we've talked about kitty parties from Daisy Dramas. What's the other trope about Indian aunties being pushed in the spin, spin, spin until they land into the curtains? Or they spin, spin, spin until they crash to the floor? But it's always like an overdramatic, you would not spin that much because. Yeah. This is like, I think a nod to that because she could have caught herself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she fell face first. So not only is her face left relaxed, it's about to be shifted. <laughs> if she, if this was an Indian soap opera, she would have one piece of gauze wrapped around her forehead, over the top of her head, and but that would be indicative of her having a concussion, and she has forgotten everything that's ever happened to her in her life, except for like three very not important facts. And she'd be in a wheelchair. Yes. <laughs> Let's go back to Trent's party. Nurdesh introduces himself and he says, call me Dez. And Ben asks why her cousin is introducing himself to her. And that's when Dez realizes what she's done. And he's like, I know that you thought I was going to be a loser because I was Indian. You're one of those Indian girls who only dates white guys and thinks all Indian guys are just computer geeks or cheesy club rats who wear too much cologne. This was my <laughs> for the culture moment. Perfect one. He forgot the part about how the cheesy club rats wear those metallic shiny shirts. Mm, 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 mm. You can see them blinging from across the, <laughs> the club floor. <laughs> so Davy tries to convince him to stay, but she sees Paxton making out with Phoebe and she runs out of the room and is sobbing on the steps outside. 
Des offers that, well, at least you survived that interaction. And Davy said, you're not a dork like your mom said. And he says, and just keep this in mind for later, his mom likes to exaggerate. Hmm. Turns out he's not a loser. He hooked up with his friend's crush. He offers Davy to go back in there and to make her ex jealous. And well, they go and they do just that. And Paxton is looking over and getting all jealous. But the chemistry and the sparks are flying between Davy and Bez. And she's just looking into his eyes. And later outside of the party, we see Ben is puking in the bushes. Fab calls Ben out for being a dick all the time. And she got him on reconstruction because she recently watched a PBS documentary of it, which this goes against what she said last episode that she only listens to podcasts. Yeah. Ben responds by saying Davy broke his heart and asked Fab not to tell her, which he picked the right person to tell that to because Fab actually knows how to keep a secret. If he had told Eleanor, everyone will know by tomorrow. By this evening. Before the party's over. By, on the group text. <laughs> the group text. We head back to the drama-filled Golu party, and we see Smitha Auntie is on a stretcher. Oh my god! <laughs> As she's being wheeled out, <laughs> was she wearing a neck brace? I can't remember, but she's strapped in. She says, "There is no goodie bag that can make up for what has transpired tonight." Patti <laughs> <laughs> and Kamla, despite having to send a friend. To- Hospital are having a conversation about Manish, but he doesn't think he's serious enough and he'll always make messes for Kamala to clean up. Case in point, her frenemies being hauled off to the hospital. And just because he memorized the Wikipedia page doesn't mean he knows anything. And Kamala's like, uh, pump your brakes. He makes me happy. Patti acknowledges that she wants her to be happy, but she does not seem like she's going to come around. In the end, she asks Kamala to not have Manish come over. And Kamala was like, you know what? Moving out. Nice. So outside the front of the house, Nirdesh and Devi have taken a rideshare home together. And she's getting dropped off first. He asks if it would be okay if he texted her. And she says yes. Devi gets inside and Nalini said that she missed quite the excitement, but that Raya and Dez had a good time. She already knows this. Dez has already texted Raya. Raya's already texted her in the walk from the car to the, to the door of the house. Thirsty. So uh, Davy goes upstairs, gets that old composition notebook out and tears out the page from season one that says, I will have sex with Paxton Hall Yoshida and writes, I have a crush on this. Oh my God, I love this. I love that for her. It is time for everyone's new favorite segment, the growth chart. We take a deeper dive into key character moments to determine whether or not there was character development and if that was considered growth or not. So who growed in this episode? I feel like Ben growed in this episode. He seems like he's trying. And that little she broke my heart comment slipped out so easily when it was lubricated by alcohol. It's too bad, again, that it was to Fab because she knows how to keep a secret and she's going to keep a secret. I mean, I guess good. And also, I don't want to think about him and lubrication stuff slipping out. Thanks for that. Yeah. Her own. Fab keeping a secret kind of reminds me of, was it the end of season two of Insecure when Molly runs into What's-His-Face and is like, don't. You're going to mess up her birthday. Yes. Kendrick Sanson's character. Yeah. Nathan. Nathan. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, just don't right now. Not right now. It's her birthday. Fuck off. Yeah. Which I think was the right call, but she should have told her the day after. Uh-huh. That's not this show. 
my growth is Kamla. She is done people pleasing. She's done trying with Patti. She wants to live her life finally. She's made some tough decisions and she's not gonna be around Patti's negativity. So she is going to live her life away from the Vishwa Kumar house. Good for her. And who showed their ass? Well, I took this one before you got a chance, but Paxton Hall Yoshida showed his ass. Like, first of all, what was that locker interaction? Eat a dick, you're an asshole. And second of all, he wanted her to be jealous. And at the end, when he sees this and he's, he was like looking over Phoebe's shoulder and all jealous about it. Good, fuck you, be jealous. Be jealous, he has better eyebrows than you Mm -hmm. and taller than you. And Davy's looking at him like, ah, she never looked at you. That was great. And he probably felt like he was going to be the hottest and best thing that Davy ever had in her life. And like, he couldn't even make it six months. You are in a small pond, sir. (laughs) (laughs) And the big fish came over to visit. (laughs) And what was yours? Mine was Patti. The corollary to Kamala showing growth is Patty not showing any growth. We've talked about her every episode. She is in Nalini's house. How dare you put constrictions and restrictions on other people's comings and goings and their guests? You and your box of soy sauce packets are there at the behest of your former daughter-in-law. How dare you? This is one of your children's child yeah this family is held together by a scotch tape and you're going to do this like come on yeah and i like would be interested to see nalini's reaction to this because she's dependent on kamla since mohan's death they are like sisters to each other you know at least the younger sister dynamic on nalini's part and we saw last season that Kamala is like the big, cool, older cousin, older sister too, even though she has three sisters of her own, to Davy, <laughs> right? So there's a great dynamic there of support. And here comes Patti, not meaning to, but just because you cook and clean, bitch, don't mean you're not going to be put out on the street. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's surprising to me too that she has all these kitty party friends because they're probably mean. I mean, well, you already saw that they're mean, but they're probably mean to her even about her son being dead mm-hmm yeah I bet you they talk shit about her they talk shit about Nalani they talk bad about all of them and I don't understand why she's still trying to fit into a culture that doesn't exactly hold her yeah and I'm surprised she's not rebelling against their Americanness because she's straight from the motherland and I don't know about you but whatever you have a visitor straight from your motherland they are really critical about how American everything is. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's convenient. Yes, I have sustainable electricity for two days in a row, and the water is not brown when you open the faucet. But yeah, my family grew up poor. So it's like, but there's still like, what do you mean plastic forks? What do you mean, you know, like there's always those little things. Mm-hmm. And I'm just very surprised how acclimated she is for someone who hid money under plant pots. Okay, next segment. Our favorite, which we didn't get to do last time. Because she was in the episode. Yeah. What would Dr. Ryan say? So here we will give armchair judgment on mental health issues that we're wholly qualified to give with an asterisk. Really, it's what questions would Dr. Ryan ask her patient to consider? And we've got two different patients we're talking to today. First, Eleanor. We bring Eleanor before Dr. Ryan to address her compulsive need for a drama like Smitha on T. Mm-hmm. And we would 
hope Dr. Ryan is asking questions like, why do you always need to gossip daily? Is this really about Paxton or is it about losing something else? These things will probably cause tears and probably cause her not to come back for two weeks, but hopefully she'll consider that in the two weeks. Yeah, because one time, remember she tried to quit on Dr. Ryan in the first season. And when Dr. Ryan said, okay, yeah, maybe someone else will be able to better help you. Davy's reaction was, so you're abandoning me too? So it's a really fragile lake Dr. Ryan has to cross to get Davy to crack. Now the favorite line, favorite character of the episode, and why, what worked for you? I was into Manisha and Kamala, in case you can't tell, Ma- Manila, Manmala, <laughs> Kamish, whatever their portmanteau is. <laughs> I'm into Kamish, Kapish, Kamish. I'm into them. I think it's funny that they've been texting and practicing on getting him up to daisiness in order to please Patty in some way. I think that's cute. That's like an off-screen implication when she's like, come over now type of stuff. I think that's so adorable. I I do acknowledge that it is toxic to try and people please Patty in this way, mm-hmm. but I still think it's a cute little bonding exercise. Yeah. Well, she tried it and she realized it doesn't matter to Patty, so now she's going to go her own way. Exactly. My favorite line was Dez's line, the you're one of those Indian girls who only dates white guys and thinks all Indian guys are computer geeks or cheesy club rats who are too much cologne. I thought that was fantastic because that probably is exactly who she is. I mean, that and then include the cheeseburgers, right? <laughs> what was it in the first season about her having a white boyfriend and having An atheist eating cheeseburgers and having a white boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. So he got almost all of them in one in meeting her in, within the first 15 seconds. Like so a breath was proud taken. Proud of you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the other one that I liked was Patti's friend of me, Smitha, talking about Universal Studios' wedding that her granddaughter had. And going on that Optimus Prime gave his blessing. Like, I mean, they're not Disney adults, so we'll give them that. But a Universal Studios wedding is still suspect in my Mm. book, and here she is trying to spin it. Poor her. All right, normally in this segment is where we take one joke from the show and take it further still. But this time, lucky us, there are off-screen antics that we are going to incorporate Depending on what you follow on Instagram and TikTok, your algorithms may have shown you a video of the actor playing Daz introducing himself for some press. Hi, I'm Ani Reid Pichirotti. What stemmed it from that is every South Asian in the diaspora <laughs> who saw this video made fun of poor Ani Reid Pichirotti because he pronounced his name the white way. There's a video, we'll link to it in the show notes, of him talking about you know, this is me code switching. He used to go by Ani at one point. That's just how he pronounces his name, he says. And that Anirud Pisharodi, right? Like, he's from Kerala. Well, this has been a problem in the diaspora for a long time. And we've been making this joke literally for years to include in the actual Late Bloomers web series in 2018. This is Dr. Miranda George. you got to have a listen to this. Hello, and welcome to the South Asian Chamber of Commerce's live stream of the City Council Place for Debate. My name is Sruthi Nambi Padam. We know most of you had to open up your small businesses today, and you couldn't make it, so be sure to share this link in the group WhatsApp and make your vote at the end of the debate. Today's debate against candidates Bree Nigam 
and Dimple Seabrand Singe will decide who receives the coveted SAC endorsement. Let's turn it over to the moderator and team to get us started. Thank you all. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time for a look at season three, episode five. Never have I ever been ghosted. God damn it, Des. <laughs> Late Bloomers, the web series, the podcast was produced and edited by Reishi Rage and Pooja Maharage. <laughs> Until next time. Remember, there is no goodie bag that can make up for knocking your girlfriend's grandmother's frenemy into the Golu. Bye. Bye.